in my last job in St Albans, um, those who knew me well knew that I wasn't particularly very good at locking my door. I'd quite often just leave the back door unlocked because I mainly used my back gate to get up to the cathedral. Um, so I quite often didn't carry keys with me. And I was frequently told off um, by friends, by my mother in particular. Um, she was not impressed. But we have quite a thing in our society about locking, about putting up alarms, about our security and our safety. We tend to feel the need to, to lock ourselves in and to lock others out. Perhaps we have more to protect than we used to. And maybe I feel felt back then that I didn't have anything worth stealing. But we're also we're, we're all very careful and protective of ourselves and what we have. It's important for us to feel safe. This morning we hear in our gospel reading that the disciples have locked themselves away. They're hiding in fear from those who crucified Jesus. Probably scared that they are next. However, in spite of the locked doors, Jesus was still able to come among them. It wasn't possible to lock him out. And when he came, he stood among them and he said, Peace be with you. He spoke into their fear. And he drove out their spirit of fear and replaced it with the Holy Spirit. All by those words, peace be with you. By the time Jesus left, the, not, the locked door was unnecessary. The disciples understood that death did not have the last word. That their Lord had risen and had given them life. There was no longer any reason for them to be afraid. The message that I get from this gospel reading this morning is that even when we cut ourselves off, even when we are cut off from others, we are never cut off from Jesus. Jesus is still able to meet us, even in our isolation. The Lord is before us, even if we've not invited him in, even if we've locked ourselves away from him, even when we aren't allowed out. Jesus can still come in. And he shares with us the same message that he gave to the disciples. He speaks into our fear and he tells us that peace is with us. And it's a remarkable message when you think on it. The disciples, if we recall, abandoned Jesus in the garden. When it was Good Friday, 
when Jesus was put on the cross, the majority of the disciples were not to be found, with the exception of the beloved disciple. Yet when the Lord came to them, he offered them peace and a gift of reconciliation. He showed them his wounds on his hands and in his side as signs of greater love. And in different ways, too, we are like the disciples. We, too, at times abandon Jesus. We may deny or even betray him in something we say or we do. But yet Jesus always seeks us out and offers us that gift of peace, that gift of reconciling love. He will pour that love into our hearts through the Holy Spirit, just as he breathed the Holy Spirit on his failed and fearful disciples in that upper room. It's unfortunate that Thomas wasn't with them for that first encounter. When they said, we have seen the Lord, he refused to believe them. Thomas too had locked himself away. But this time from the other disciples, in his refusal to believe them, in his doubt. He couldn't join his fellow brothers in the experience that they had had of Jesus coming amongst them. And his fear and his doubt blocked his faith. When we find ourselves struggling with our faith, maybe because of putting distance between ourselves and the Lord, Maybe because of this time of isolation where we have to keep ourselves separate. Jesus continues to engage with us, continues to encounter with us, continues to seek us out, as he did with Thomas. He still gives us the opportunities to see the marks in his hands gives us the opportunity to unlock ourselves from our doubt and our fears. Thomas's story is one, I think, of great hope for us because it suggests that from great doubt can come great faith. When I think of doubt and faith, my mind automatically goes to Mother Teresa of Calcutta. I've mentioned her a few times in sermons in the past. And although she did great works, good enough to be recognised as a saint within the church, she lived a life of doubt. In her letters to her spiritual director, she speaks again and again of her doubt in God, in her faith, in the work that she was doing. All of us will experience times of doubt. Faith includes doubt. Otherwise, it's not faith. 
but the risen Lord is present in our doubts. He calls us, draws us, welcomes us, shows us that we no longer have to fear, we no longer have to doubt. And those words that he says to Thomas, he says to us, doubt no longer, believe. Amen.